You're listening to 91.3 WVUD, WVUD HD1 Newark. My name is Phil Chinitz, and even though this isn't Phil's Jam Session, this is uh, the week after Phil's Jam Session. Um, got a really special interview going for you today. Um, Rymo, the drummer of Slightly Stupid, is on the line with us for a little while. Rymo, how's it going? Hey, good. How are you? Uh, doing very well. Uh, before we start this, uh, I know this is kind of slightly unprofessional, but it's just an absolute pleasure to speak with you. I've kind of, I've been kind of raised listening to your music, so this is really a pretty cool experience for me to actually be talking with you in person. Awesome, so, man. Well, thanks for having me on the air. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. So, slightly stupid is playing two shows around New Year's. They'll be playing one show on December twenty ninth at the House of Blues in Atlantic City in New Jersey, and then they're playing a New Year's Eve show. In uh in Silver Spring, Maryland, at the Fillmore, um, I'm gonna start this off by well, you guys are a San Diego based band, am I correct? That's correct, yeah. So, are you guys all still based in San Diego for as a group? Uh, yeah, for the most part, um, I'd say you know most of the guys are here in town. We have a uh, our keyboard player actually is from Boston, and a lot of our crew guys are from uh, the Northeast, uh, New England, and and New York, New Jersey area. So we're kind of by coastal at this point. Okay. Um, so I guess when it comes to, I mean, you guys are located in San Diego, hometown. Um, I'm just kind of curious, why did you guys decide to pick your New Year's Eve show uh, on the East Coast, specifically in Maryland? Um, I mean, it was, just made sense for us to get on the road, you know, and we have, uh, we've been home for, I guess, about the last month or two. We, we did a big summer tour this past summer and played just about, you know, every major city in the States. And uh, since we got home a couple months back, we've just been, everyone's kind of been, you know, at home with their families and hanging out. We've been started to record a new record, and uh, we got a couple offerings for these shows coming up right after Christmas here. So decided to take advantage of them, and uh, we'll be out there. Yeah, we'll be out there in a couple weeks. All right, that's uh, that's really exciting. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure if there was some kind of personal connection to Maryland or something like that, so I was just curious. But, uh, yeah, glad to have you, I guess, on the East Coast. So, um, yeah, so you guys, how long have, has Slightly Stupid been a band for? As long as I remember, you have always been around. Yeah, I'm just curious. Yeah, so the band, basically Miles and Kyle are, you know, the band founders. Um, they've been friends since they were, like, knee-high and stuff in, here in San Diego. And, um, you know, grew up together, you know, surfing, skateboarding, discovering music, you know, at a, at a pretty young age and things like that. And pretty much they started, you know, doing gigs like in high school, you know, playing house parties and playing, you know, anywhere they could get gigs. That was probably around 93, 94. And then things started kind of taking shape in 95 when they uh, met Brad Knoll and Miguel Happel from the Sublime Skunk Records guys. And basically that, that got the ball rolling. They, they helped them um, put a record together and then tour a little bit. And it just, you know, never really stopped from that point. So we're going on we're getting close to 20 years here. Wow, congratulations. That's a that's Thanks. a pretty big milestone. And so is, when did you specifically start drumming for the band? I've been with the band a little over 10 years now. Um, I joined in summer of 03, so yeah, just over 10 years. Awesome. And uh, I guess in the past year, 20 years, I guess, how many albums have you uh, released as a band? Um, good question. i got to count them. <laughs> Let me think. Uh, one, two... Self-titled, well, I'll just name them, and um, hopefully I'm right. <laughs> uh, let's see, the self-titled, um, Acoustic Roots, Longest Barrel Ride, uh, Everything You Need, 
ulcer to the sun, bronchitis, uh, slightly not sound enough, um, top of the world. We're at eight studio records plus, you know, two or three uh, live recordings. We did a live in San Diego disc back in like 05, and then we did uh, this latest release from earlier this year called the Live at, live at TRI Studios at Bob Weir Studios. So I guess we're close to about 10, 10 plus, you know, uh, official releases. According uh my friend Avi in the studio is currently counting on his fingers and he got the same number as you, so I think we're doing all right. Um, cool. <laughs> um yeah, so and uh, most recently you have released your uh, the newest album was Top of the World, right, in twenty twelve? That's correct. Uh-huh. So you got, so this album in particular, I feel like uh, what I've realized from watching you guys is almost You've always been a very prominent band in the reggae scene. You've been a very, very popular band for years. But I feel like this uh, this one in particular took you to like a whole another level of popularity and fame. Uh, am I correct on that, or is it ju- or do you just uh, see it as kind of like another album to be released that was released? No, I mean it's it, uh, every album helps. You know that's that's the goal. I mean you release an album. You know especially nowadays with the shift in in the way that music is transferred in terms of you know. We're not really selling as many hard copied CDs and, and records and things like that as, as people were 15, 20 years ago. And so music is basically, you know, now with the Internet and, of course, iTunes and, and all the other millions of ways to check music out, Spotify, Pandora, YouTube, I mean, the list is huge. Nowadays, it's more about kind of creating a presence and, and creating a little bit of a, of a hype, really, with, with each release to get you back out on tour. That's that's kind of our approach, is you put a record out that you believe in that has good music that you can recreate live, and then you go out and you tour on it. So that's kind of what we've been doing all along. And, yeah, I mean, every every record that we've you know put out over the years has helped us to where we are now, absolutely. Awesome. Um, so I was looking at the new album. Well, I've listened to it a bunch of times, but I was just looking into it, and there are a ton of... Um, cameos, I guess, of uh, of popular people featured on the album, including uh, Charlie Tuna, uh, Don Carlos, G Love, um, and I mean, these are all really huge musicians from all different, I guess, timeline, I guess, timelines. Um, how is it to, I guess, feature this many this many uh, musicians on an album like that? Well, we we always try to have um, you know artists that we that we love just come in and hang. You know, it's more just about the friendship and the relationship that we have with a lot of these musicians, you know, because we've been touring, you know, for close to 20 years, you know, you come across guys that you just really like, you hit it off with, and there's a mutual respect, and then, you know, we're working on, as we're working on some new material, it's like, hey, come out, you know, try try a vocal on this, or you want to, you know, play a guitar solo on something, or, you know, we had a bunch of artists come out on this last record for that purpose, and, uh, and, uh, you know, just to keep the vibe going, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. That's good for you guys. Uh, that's a really cool aspect about your band, just kind of very, you guys, like I said, you guys have been around forever, lots of friendships and just people hanging and playing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah that's, so we just try to, you know, it's more just, it's pretty casual, you know. It's not like we sat down and write, well, who do we want to have on this album? Let's make all these phone calls. We've known all these guys for years, you know, Angelo Moore from Fishbone and, like you said, Don Carlos, Charlie Tuna, um, man, the list is huge. There's a ton of artists, you know, Barrington Levy. These are all guys we've toured with, done shows with. Um, you know, we just actually did a bunch of shows on Hawaii with Barrington um, just right around uh, the early part of November. And so it's more just, it's a casual thing. We just get on the phone, hey, you want to come down to the studio? You know, we, we're working on the song. 
if you feel anything, if you hear the song that you like and you want to just go for it, then just, you know, it's, it's casual like that, you know? Great. Uh, would you mind if I played one of your songs um, from the newest album, from Top of the World? Let's do it. Awesome. This is um, this is Just Thinking by Slightly Stupid off of their newest album, Top of the World, featuring a Charlie Tuna of uh, Jurassic 5. Check it out. You just heard Just Thinking featuring Charlie Tuna by Slightly Stupid off their most recent album, Top of the World. On the line right now, just to um, just to just a reminder, we have Rymo, the drummer of Slightly Stupid, here um, here to talk about his show, uh, t- here to talk about the band and his upcoming shows on December 29th in Atlantic City and December 31st in um, Silver Spring, Maryland. So. Uh, this is actually this has been on my mind for a little while when I've been thinking about the band. But you guys have a ton of albums, but every time I look at the list or uh, on the, the mailing list, you always seem to be touring. And I'm just how how do you do it? It's it's thoroughly impressive that you have so much material yet you're always moving. You know, it's uh, we just never really stop working. You know, it's it's funny because uh, we I've had you know friends and even family ask me that exact question like how come you guys are always touring but then you always have stuff happening and and it's you know it's we love what we do i mean at the end of the day you know there's nights that at work of course just like any any job music can be like a job at some points but you know 99 percent of the time it's just a joy you know just being on stage in front of the crowd and, and getting them getting people excited about the songs that you worked hard to create i mean it's a really it's a crazy rush and you know, we just, uh, you know, all of us take it really seriously. I mean, we, we have fun with it. It's not like we're not having fun, but we also, we're passionate about music. I mean, all of us, we're, we're kind of music nerds. You know, we listen to tons of different types of music, and and uh, we like to create different stuff. And, and, you know, for us, it's just about, you know, for to stay relevant nowadays, you kind of just got to stay on tour. And I think that's one of the things that, that maybe separates Stupid from some other bands is that, you know, you do an album, you do one tour, you do another album, you do another tour, one tour. With Stupid, it's like we do four, sometimes five plus tours every year. And we go overseas, we go, you know, to the islands. We've been to Japan, Europe, Australia, Brazil. Um, we try to keep it, you know, try to keep pushing the boundaries. Instead of being the big fish in the little pond, you know, you want to be the little fish in the big pond and keep working and keep trying to grow. And, and I think that's that's really the difference. You know, we, we love being on tour. We love playing music and traveling, and that's just kind of what we know, so we're just going to keep, you know, sticking to that. Right on. So um, that's what that's uh, – yes? Can I ask a question? Yeah. Uh, would you mind if Alvy asked you a question real quick? Not at all. <laughs> Go for it, man. How you doing, Rymel? Hey, pretty good. I can't hear you that well. Uh, l- a little? Yeah, I'll try that. Any better? Not really. I can hear you, but just barely. Go ahead. All right, I'll try and speak up. Um, okay. One of the things you said before when Phil asked you about the tours and doing everything, you said one of the biggest rushes is, you know, being seeing that crowd of people and that they they you know they're so excited for a song that you've worked so hard on. Um, I was just wondering, you know, as a, from a fan's point of view, if there was like a song that you saw that you get a reaction out of, that that reaction then comes back and you know gives you the kind of chills. You know, that's, uh, I'd say it's just about every song, really. I mean, not that not that there's some art and some, some don't. I mean, obviously, people, the songs that people know the most are typically the ones you get the larger reaction from. So stuff that's getting, 
you know, regular radio airplay. Um, you know, 2 a.m. is always a crowd favorite. Closer to the Sun, uh, Collie Man, songs that people can kind of sing along to. Those are typically the songs that people react with kind of the largest reaction. Um, and so those kind of, you know, those definitely, you know, those inspire you. You're looking out at the crowd, the crowd's singing the song, singing the lyrics back to you, and just psych. I mean, it's it's a really good feeling, you know. Um, so I, I'd say it's probably the songs that are the most the most known are probably the ones that get the best reactions, and then in turn kind of, you know, the energy gets sent to us, and we kind of send it back through performing it to the best of our ability, you know. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so on top of, I mean, on top of all the touring as well, I know Slightly Stupid even has their own label on top, like, as everything else. Um, how long has the label been around now? It's been around since 2000, I think? Yeah, we've had basically our own imprint for that long, and we've got a, a couple of artists that we've released records for. Uh, we have some more stuff in the works. But yeah, we we basically just decided not to go kind of the... Uh, you know the major label type route and just do things our own way and in doing so i think you know with the label we're able to sort of you know help fans that are that are maybe earlier on in their career just the way that we kind of had help from the skunk guys you know from miguel and brad Knoll back in the mid 90s you know it's kind of they're they're they were already you know touring and 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 growing hugely at that point sublime and um we're trying to we're trying to give that back, you know, to the kids, you know, younger bands that are getting started. You know, we've been doing it now almost 20 years, and so we kind of know what works, what doesn't work, and we can maybe help them avoid some some career, you know, pitfalls by making decisions to maintain, you know, their artistic integrity. You know what I mean? So a lot of people think, oh, you know, you sign it, you sign a major label, record label, and you're just set for life. You don't ever have to do anything again, and it's all good. And the reality is, is that you you do give up a little bit of your artistic freedom to have someone financially back you, which is essentially what a record label is—a financial backer for your for your group. So, what we're trying to provide is is a platform where artists that tour and work and release albums can get more music out to their crowds and then tour behind it and and continue growing their brand. Awesome. Uh, I'm just curious if you can just name a few. Who can you name a couple of the artists that you have signed to your label? Yeah, we've had uh, the Expendables release a couple albums. Uh, a band from Shreveport, Louisiana, um, uh, called Outlaw Nation. Um, we've got another couple of acts that are sort of we're in the midst of talking to right now. So I don't want to say any names. I can't really say <laughs> of any course, names, yeah. There's a couple other acts that we've been talking to about getting some stuff out. So, um, actually, I just heard that we're releasing Carl Denson's Tiny Universe, um, his new solo album, uh, which is amazing. Phenomenal group of musicians playing, you know, like acid funk and, and like, you know, jazz funk style stuff. A lot of improvisation and, yeah, great stuff. So, yeah, Carl, I guess, would be the latest edition, and, and that was something that was just recently announced. For sure, yeah, that's uh, that's big news. He's a he's an awesome sax player, so that's mm-hmm. gonna be exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I just uh, yeah, one I guess one more topic to talk about. Um, the slightly stupid, uh, as far as I can remember, has always seemed to had have a um a very dedicated fan base in particular. It was like, it was a pretty large fan base, but as in the past, I would say five to six years, it seems like you guys have entered the mainstream community a lot more than just the fan base. 
Um, would you want to elaborate a little bit on that? As, uh, as I guess, as you're gaining a lot more popularity as a group, I know that you're doing a lot more headlining or co-headlining spots with some festivals recently. Like you said, your tours are getting larger and larger. Right. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, we've, it's just a result of the of the groundwork, I think, you know. Um, I had, I had a uh, kid ask me, a young musician asked me like a few weeks ago, yeah, like, so how did you guys blow up? I'm like, um... We never really just, it doesn't just really happen overnight. You just keep working and working and working, and eventually you either have success or you don't. And I've been in, all of us have been in plenty of other bands that just never, for whatever reason, never really took off. And so we're, we're obviously completely grateful that, you know, that this thing is really, it's grown immensely. And, it, you know, a lot of that's, um, you know, I credit to our management company, Silverback Management. I mean, they make the right choices for the band that, to help us maintain our artistic, like I said, our artistic integrity, and um, we've been able to, and also our manager, our excuse me, our agent, uh, Aaron Pincus of Paradigm, um, you know, making the correct choices to help the band continue to grow. Um, instead of being content with just playing the same types of venues all the time, we've taken some chances over the years. We've maybe extended ourselves a little bit to try to push ourselves up into the next level, and. We've been fortunate, you know, we've been able to tour with some really amazing acts like, you know, Snoop and, uh, you know, Cypress Hill. We toured with Atmosphere this last summer. Um, you know, there's been a list of, of you know, G-Love, obviously, Oza Motley. I mean, there's a huge list of acts that we've been touring with the last, you know, five or six summers, 311. And uh, that's definitely helped us, you know, access new crowds because, you know, you can play your own shows and draw your own crowd, and obviously that's what most fans prefer because then your crowd knows your songs; they want to hear you. But when you're able, when you're able to play with other bands, you know, like some of the ones I just mentioned, you're you're playing for your crowd in addition to some new fans that maybe have never even heard of you, and so or they've maybe heard the name but they didn't know what the band was about. And so we hope, you know, hopefully they leave pleasantly surprised or become you know fans in in the process of that kind of exposure. So. That's definitely one of the, you know, the advantages to doing those those bigger tours and also doing some of the festivals where, you know, like you're playing Coachella, you're, you know, playing Lollapalooza or Austin City Limits or Street Scene. I mean, there's hundreds of festivals to where, you know, if you're able to access a couple new fans at each spot, you know, you're gonna you're gonna keep growing your base and then eventually, you know, if you're if you're successful, then things do go, you know, mainstream to a, to a point, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's great. I'm really glad to see that you're loving what you're doing. The band's doing great and and constantly moving forward. It's really exciting to see that. Um, just as a quick recap, once again, unfortunately we're getting to the end. Um, slightly stupid, I have their drummer on the air. This is Rymo. Uh, Rymo, this is radio. Uh, they are playing two shows in December. They're playing December 29th at the House of Blues in Atlantic City. And after that, they're playing a super special New Year's Eve show on December 31st at the Fillmore in Silver Spring, Maryland. Personal opinion, definitely go out of your way to see them. I will I will be at the show in Huntington, New York on the 28th. Very, very excited to be there. Um, Rymo, thank you so much for calling in. It's been a real pleasure uh, having talking to you and getting to know you and, the, and how the band's doing. Right on. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, we're going to close out with uh, one of my favorite songs by Slightly Stupid. This is The Other Side featuring Guru. Have a good one, everybody.